Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Brendan McCullough. And, oh man, it's been a week, Bren. How are you? <laughs> it's, whew, it's, it's 2020, that's for damn sure. Yeah, there was a meme at, like, the beginning of the month of June where it was, like, someone, like, poking the door and, like, the door is labeled June. It's like, yeah, what what's next in this insane year? And... My God, Brent, like it was what June 2nd, I think when just a passing storm was coming through, uh, my wife and I are working from home. Mm-hmm. She's looking at the radar and it's got some pink in it, which is pretty extreme. So we're like, okay, uh, maybe we should move downstairs or something. And this is a crazy way to start this episode, but this is what <laughs> happened. And I don't know what's going on. Like it was absolutely nuts. So we're, we're just like in our kitchen observing the winds uh apparently during the storm it was reported up to 80 mile an hour winds and these trees were just like bending over in our backyard i'm like oh my god this is absolutely insane and one in particular was swaying and it's the largest tree in the neighborhood uh and the way it is like it's it has one giant base uh tree uh trunk but it then splits into three separate trunks as it gets taller and two of the largest ones just completely uh collapsed and it it happened right before our eyes too like my wife let out a shriek like i i honestly thought like uh, like we might be in trouble because from our position in my kitchen looking out the window that tree had it come a few degrees another direction could have easily hit the the house but what ended up happening was it just uh well we completely like dove out of the way because we thought we might get hit and uh it hit our shed and it was fucking not so loud and my shed is completely obliterated everything inside i'm not sure of the condition so i'm waiting on some people that are going to help me remove these trees then i can assess what also has been damaged inside remove the entire shed like that's destroyed and then talk to insurance about replacing it and it's like but what sucks is like i was explaining about this particular tree like right now there's two enormous trunks laying on this like pile of debris the other one remains upright and it's super tall still and i feel like since the other two have fallen it's not necessarily in a weakened state but god forbid any like big windstorm come through again we're just gonna have another huge mess on our hands and it depends on where it's gonna fall like i don't want to hit my deck and or my house so now i'm gonna have to also negotiate with these people trying to do the tree removal be like also do you mind like taking this one down like what about this one yeah, and I might even talk to my insurance company being like, this is a preventative, like, so you don't just replace my shed, and then, like, literally, like, three weeks later, it happens all over again. Yeah, I know my parents, I mean, the area we are, or I was, in Pennsylvania, it's like, a lot of trees around, so yeah, I know um, my parents had to cut down a few trees around their property as a preventative measure, because the insurance wasn't going to cover it, so. Okay, it yep. Like, or their insurance rates were much higher because of it, I think, because there was a tree Yeah. Like, hanging over our house like on a hill on a slope and my dad's like yeah i'll be fine i'll just cut down the bottom of it and then i'll just tie a rope around it and pull it down from the side we're like you will die that will kill you that tree is probably a thousand pounds Uh, he's like nah it's fine and just like (laughs) my dad has these weird like ideas like yeah i I can do this that that will kill you like that will absolutely kill you don't do it so for sure that's what i mean you don't professionals know how heavy these things are until you see it just completely destroy a building <laughs> oh, yeah. so well, that was nuts if you see any of the trees that come out in storms like with the whole root system intact and just like oh wow that's just like a full ass chunk of land like on the bottom of it and it just got ripped up because of the winds yeah yeah so well it's, it's, a- it's also hard. just shitty being the spectacle of the neighborhood as as everyone oh, drives sure. by they take photos wow, and they're like yeah, what yeah. or like we ordered a pizza that night because it's like fuck it and it's yeah, like yeah. i'm sure the person showing up is like what the fuck and i wanted to just be like that just happened before you arrived can i get this one on the house <laughs> just kidding but <laughs> no, i'm happy to support local businesses during all this bullshit as a former delivery driver i've had that happen where like, i get someone's house and the you know parents just exhaust me like it's been a long day. Like, oh, okay. Here you go, buddy. I don't want to ask questions. Yeah. So, but yeah, yeah, that was unexpected. Oh, and that's what I mean. That was just the tip of the iceberg, Bren. Like, my week has been awful. Uh, 
then as a result of the storm, we lost power and didn't get it back for three more days. And luckily I have parents, uh, with a generator, but they were also out of power for almost equally as long, but they live 40 minutes away. So like this storm must have came through and just wreaked havoc. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, they were without power, but on the generator and I had to work from home from my parents' place. So that was like, I was basically commuting to work essentially (laughs) because it was frustrating. Yeah, so, and then we got the email about, uh, at the end of the month, everyone's going back into work, so, like, everything's, like, phasing back to normal, so that's a little bit exciting, but also, like, uh, the end of a vacation of working from home, it it felt very much like, since we're capable of doing this, why not continue to, but, uh, I'm sure they just want people in the office. I, I can see the argument of, like, benefits for everyone being in the same office, I can see a lot of arguments for them. Not being in it, considering right. there's still a global pandemic. It's not any better. People right. think I'm seeing a lot of people walking around without mask on, like just acting like, oh, stuff's opening up. It's fine. It's like nothing's changed. I don't know nope. why you think the virus is gone because it's fucking not. And it no, only takes it, one person to contaminate everyone. Like it's very much people are under the illusion that none of it's real, and it's like just because you haven't seen it doesn't mean it's not real. <laughs> I think it's also like, oh, there's a new crisis happening in our country. The other one's done. It's like, no, the other one's still very much going on. It's just there's more. There's always more. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, uh, we had like a big company meeting and uh, nothing better than having 200 plus people all in a, you know, Skype call or I think we're using like Microsoft Teams. Good Lord. Having like people, there were some people, I guess, calling in from their phones. And when they did, there was an automated voice being like, so-and-so is now joining and like that would just be happening throughout the whole meeting and then like, <laughs> they're giving away awards and when they're giving away like you know years of service awards like everyone's sending messages and like it, emojis and stuff in the chat I, at one point i just unplugged my headphones i'm like i'm done i'm out i don't give a shit anymore like that's this unreal this i feel like dumb as shit. you guys might have well have had a meeting in animal crossing and like waiting for everyone to like arrive on the plane <laughs> it felt like it like it was just so much and then like Apparently, some people could mute the entire call, and when they did, they were muting, like, the vice president while he was talking and stuff. And he's like, hey, who's ever doing that? Stop it. I was like, I, uh, uh, yeah. Like, halfway through, I just plugged my headphones out, and I was like, I'm done. I have better things to do with my time. Because um, God knows I'm not paying attention to those meetings if I'm in there in person. <laughs> but, yeah, they were also talking about, like, all right, we'll go back to the office. I'm like, well... We got a lot of security in our office where we got to, like, touch a lot of doors and, like, fingerprint scan into certain areas because of security. And uh, we don't all want to be touching the same surfaces. So, no. Like, he's like, we're starting plans to go back in the office, but we have no actual idea because it's it's not better. I don't know why people think it is. It's not, though. Nope, not at all. So the pandemic persists, and there's all sorts of other problems, like we mentioned on the previous episode. Uh, definitely get out and uh, show your support, protest, do what you need to do, donate to all all the causes out there, because it's a hectic time in this country and across the world. It's really quite wild. Um, but yeah, that's the thing. This is a video game podcast. We're going to try to make you laugh a little bit or take your mind off of the crazy stuff going on in the world. That's what I mean, though. Going three days without power, I didn't get that much chance <laughs> to play games. You got a valid excuse this time. That's true. Uh, but my main thing I was going to without power was my switch was charged at all times. I would take that to my parents' house, charge it, come back, and play that at nighttime. So I was playing a lot of Animal Crossing, but there really is no updates there. But just today, I was like, you know what? I'm going to get on the PlayStation 4 and see what the free months, uh, the free games for the month of June are. And it's Call of Duty World War II, which I'm like, okay, which one's this now? I don't keep up with this franchise (laughs) at all. Yeah, this one is actually like the brand new one. Like, I swear to God, Brent, I think this came out like a a few, or uh, maybe I'm wrong. It said at least on the PlayStation, the release date was like in uh, late may so i'm like i not sure if this game came out then or if it's just coming out for playstation for the first time then regardless it's dude these graphics are insane i was blown away it felt like i was playing like a movie uh, like band of brothers saving private ryan like it's so realistic you see every pore on their skin uh you open up with d-day of course and it's just very traumatic i felt like i'm not really 
into like uh hyper violent things but uh it also is eye-opening of like what these men uh and and women i'm sure there's women involved i'm not, i don't want to i don't know history well enough to be accurate <laughs> but uh what they all went through on that like really insane day uh but that's the thing it's the gameplay is fantastic you're just shooting down nazis so i feel like in this current climate i'm like oh, yeah take down the fascists uh, and it's just a history lesson. So I do like that aspect of it, but yeah, the graphics I'm playing like the campaign mode on easy and good God, like you just see like the blood spraying and like, it's so hyper detailed brand. Um, you got to look up this one. Yeah. It's just called call of duty world war two. That's one of the free games. And then what was the other free game? Ah, fuck. I downloaded it. it. Looks, I'm going to look it up. Uh, well, the call of duty one, it looks like that came out in 2017. So really okay. Well, that's well, how the fuck do the graphics look that good to me? It looks like it came out like this year. The graphics plateau. You can only get them so good at a certain point. So yeah. like we, you know, graphics going from you know 1990 to you know 2000, like 10 years. Like those graphics changed so fucking much. Yeah, and then like from 2000 to 2010, those changed a lot. But the last decade or so of games, the graphics can only improve such such a degree like any game in the last i'd say five to seven years they're they're all good enough for me like you know we've talked about before your eyes can only see a certain amount of definition like anything above 4k is just nonsense like you you're, you physically can't even see better than that right so paying this high uh price value for it and all these games all the consoles where they're like oh the graphics are gonna be this much better it's like i can't even tell like you put a ps3 and a you know ps5 side to side like i wouldn't be able to tell like while playing Maybe if right. I still image. So, like, the graphics kind of plateau at a certain point. Like, they're good. No one's denying they're good. But it's, like, it's it's not the the difference between them and the last, like, generation of games isn't so drastic. We can be like, wow, look at this. Just like, yeah, it's it's still good. It's, it's continuing to meet my expectation of good. Right. Well, that's what I mean. When there's games like... Detroit become human like I feel like they just set the bar now like this is as good as it gets and this game is I feel like of equal caliber um as far as the visuals go uh it's just so detailed and impressive and I do think I'm gonna play that whole campaign through I I'm not really a Call of Duty guy but yet I feel like this is the one for me uh so we'll see if that's true or not I'm not sure if I'm gonna get into multiplayer though. I'm more or less just a campaign guy. Oh, and the other free game for June mm-hmm. uh, is Star Wars Battlefront Two. So uh. that's uh, I don't remember. <laughs> I like I th- wait. I think I bought Battlefront One, and it was just so glitchy and bad that I just was like, I can't play this, and I hate it. So I just I gave up on that one. I mean, that was also the you know one riddled two is also the one riddled with microtransactions from EA. Where oh, that's right. Almost unplayable without buying, like paying to win. So, and then they reeled it all back, saying like, "Oh, never mind. You don't actually need those." We're like, "Oh, so you could have done this without? Like, you could have launched this game without the microtransactions? You chose to because you're greedy assholes." And they're like, yep. "Yeah, yeah, we did that." Yeah, <laughs> no surprises there. I don't, I don't get it. Give me a battle. For, give me the original Battlefront two, the right from like two thousand six. Yeah. That's still solid. Like, if they had servers, I'm, sh- I think it's on Steam. So yeah, there probably are servers still running. Um, that game's still good. Agreed. I thought maybe just like a actual remaster of that would be better. Um, yeah. but then there's also just like a bunch of sales going on right now for PlayStation users. Uh, uh like 83% off of FIFA 20. And I'm like, okay, back in the college days, I played me some FIFA. I'm pretty sure it was illegally downloaded for my computer, but I was still having fun with that game. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'll give this one a stab, fire up the trailer and it just looks way too different for me. Like, I feel like you're, when I think of FIFA, I'm like in a grand stadium, like playing like across like the world. This was more a lot less like small little arenas, like in like cities throughout, like, uh, I guess the world. Uh, but regardless, it just didn't look as appealing to me. And maybe that's why it's 83% off. Uh, it's typically <laughs> $60 game and they're selling it for like 10 bucks right now. So I was like, holy shit, maybe I'll do that. And then I watched the trailer. I'm like, man, I don't even want that for $10. Jesus. So, uh, I, I just invested in Madden 20. Uh, go figure. Uh, I had all the Madden games up till now. Picking 19. all these games that can't really change too much between. No. Like only so much changes with sports games because. That's the thing. It's still the sport. 
I just like when the the player roster is updated. So it's like, oh, my favorite team. It's like, oh, I have these players. Cool. That's really it. And I wish that oh, they could just give me an update for previous games. And be like, yeah, just exactly. It'd be fantastic. But of course, they're not going to do something as simple as that. Yeah. But I got that for only like fifteen or sixteen dollars. When typically that's also like sixty. So I'm like, all right, that one I can deal with. And I fired up a game right before the podcast and was playing like what uh the pro ball and i was having a lot of fun with it the graphics are great that it plays very familiar it's the exact same game i'm used to but uh just better (laughs) oh that's good at least yeah so i'm getting back into gaming and that's another thing i was kind of diving into my back catalog of like oh what are some of these free games in previous months that i never really dipped into and i'm curious what your thoughts are going to be but i got into sonic forces all right. Uh, there's so many <laughs> Sonic games with just nonsense titles. Yes. Okay. Well, Let that's me what I mean. This one up. Okay. That's what I was going to say. I'm like, is this the one with a bad uh, reputation or is yeah. this the one that. Well, they all have bad reputation. Except for Sonic it. Mania. This, this is the one that came out at the same time as, I believe, Sonic Mania. And right. this was. Sonic Mania was, for anyone who doesn't know, um, was basically an old school Sonic game, 2d side scrolling speed, like running speed game, um, made by fans. Tyson Hess, who was like the lead, like, I don't know if he was designer or like, uh, artist on it or art director on it or something. He was very much like the forerunner of that project. Um, he did the Sonic mania shorts on YouTube, which are amazing. I highly recommend those are like three minutes, but they're very good. Um, he's the consultant they brought in for the Sonic, the movie when they redesigned Sonic for the movie. So that Sonic Mania game is very much a fan project out of love with Sega's blessing to use all the assets and rights for the characters and stuff. And it's fantastic. I played it back then, uh, back when it came out, and it's best Sonic game in the last decade by far. Nice. Sonic Forces came out at the same time by Sega. This is an officially licensed like by the yes. corporation game. Oh, for sure. And the big selling point is you can make your own custom character in it. Yes, Bren, and that's what I was going to bring up. All right, so it, it is a selling point because I love any game that gives me a character customizer. And this one's just like a furry creator. <laughs> it's your Sonic OC, the game. Like, if you're a official is. Sonic OC character, do not steal the video but it's- game. More than just hedgehogs, you can be a wolf, a bear, a rabbit, a cat, bird, a dog, a bird. Yes, yeah, yeah. so and I think that's the extent of it. But regardless, and they have all these different options. And you can make them all different colors. Well, it's let's pretty cool. let's be fair. There's different animals, but the only thing that really changes is the head, where it's like your ears from cat are just like pointy to ears to dog are. They're a little longer, and like there's not. A ton of variation. That's actually the a good point that you say that. And in fact, I was curious. I'm like, why can't you like increase the weight or like have other things that it's like, let me nah, really make this character nah. unique. But then again, you are like running really fast. So you want to be mean, like streamlined. Even the official Sonic characters like Knuckles, Sonic, Tails, uh, SPO, you know, all the, like uh, Amy Rose, Cream the Bunny, like their bodies are all the same. It's just the head swaps off and then that's it. Yeah. So, like, they gotta fit the Sonic mold because they're using the same 3D model assets as every other character in that game. That's true. Well, and that's the thing. I started it up, and I'm actually having fun with it. I I modeled my cat character after my cat, Reggie, so, like, he's just, like, a cat uh, guy, and it's, like, the story is kind of insane. I haven't kept up with the Sonic (laughs) universe at all. Like, well, that's what I mean. Who is Silver the Hedgehog? Who is this other dude with a horn coming out of his face? Like... I don't Silver know any of these people. From 2006, the Sonic game, I believe. And he's like a time-traveling hedgehog, and he's all white. That's the Sonic game that's notorious for A, being terrible, and B, uh, one where Sonic kisses a human girl. Um, so it's just a weird, notorious game. Uh, the one with the horn in it, is it the purple one? Yes. That's SBO. He's a chameleon. He's on Team Cha- uh, Chaotix, who's... Back from a while ago, but I think they were most prominent in Sonic Heroes, where you could play as three teams of three. And the Chaotix team was Vector the Crocodile, SB the Chameleon, and Charmy the Bee. I know way too much about yeah, Sonic for my I'm opinion. so, like, I, I almost need your you to play along with me to keep me up to speed of what the fuck's going on with all these characters and stuff. Because they're just, like, Eggman's forces of, like, 
taken over ever since Sonic was defeated. And then they find out, oh, Sonic's actually still alive and we got to go save him. And I think that's the whole idea of like this custom character you've created is like on a mission to save Sonic. So you're not even playing as Sonic, I guess. I think sometimes you are, sometimes you're playing as your character, sometimes you're playing as the current Sonic, where it's like kind of lanky, and then sometimes you're playing, I mean, do you want spoilers? There's not really a I don't story. give a shit, yeah. <laughs> sometimes you're playing as old school Sonic from the 2D size scrolling, and he's yeah. smaller, and like body's a little rounder, and he doesn't talk. He's not the quippy uh, Jaleel White, like, haha, I'm a smarmy smartass. And it's like old school Sonic, just like, he's just round and adorable and like, yeah. pure. So you play between those three characters, mostly. That's cool. No, that's yeah. not even a spoiler to me. And that's what I mean. That's what I do like about this Sonic Forces. All right. I'm not sure if I like it. I am not that good at the new mechanic, but like instead of it just being... Yeah, instead of it just being side-scrolling, they do, like, this, like, uh, infinite runner, like, you're going directly at the screen. Uh, I feel like what games have done this before, like, Crash Bandicoot and shit? But uh, yeah. regardless, it's... It feels weird, but they do kind of blend it well. So, uh, and that's the thing, like, on the first level, like, he's flying by, uh, you're playing as Sonic, and he's like, oh, look at that. And there's, like, this tremor-looking thing. Like, it's this giant worm just tearing up the land, and I'm wondering, like, is that gonna play a role later in the game? I hope so. Uh, who's to say? <laughs> that's a yes. All right, well, that's the thing. And then, uh, the whole character creation thing reminds me of, like, the Google your name, the hedgehog. Have you ever I, done this? <laughs> sent you a Doug the Hedgehog. Oh, dude, yeah. I know. That, all right, I'm glad. I, I have a brand for you uh, right here. Oh, wait. Oh, your Doug the Hedgehog sucks. That's <laughs> <laughs> not my... Oh, god damn it. What yeah, is no, this? That one actually is very accurate. <laughs> what do you mean accurate? What <laughs> no, the fuck are you kidding. talking about? I'm fly no, back over I, Pennsylvania and We're going to find some way to tweet this or something so our listeners can enjoy because yes. this is a visual bit on an audio format. But this is the Doug the Hedgehog I'm familiar with. Uh, age 16, <laughs> he's brother. a Draco hog. Uh, Draco what are some of his hog? dislikes? Death. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what I'm not too thrilled about? Dying? Yeah. You know, Family. Barry, like, question mark. His nickname's Doug and uh, Dougie. So, yeah. Draco Hog. What the fuck is that? That's what I mean. These people it's take some this shit dragon, way too serious. It's some and dragon it's a little insane. Shit. Why is it last name unknown if you made, like, if these people make them? What do you mean it's unknown? Oh, <laughs> uh, my transformation's Super Doug and Midnight Doug. Wink. Oh, my God. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. I looked up. My favorite is, like, a lot of times they're, oh, and I found porn. Great. Only oh, no. Scroll down a little bit. That didn't uh, take long. No, it's Sonic. Um, my favorite is you can look up Your Name the Hedgehog, and, like, even sometimes, like, I've gotten, it's, like, Brendan the Armadillo, and it's, it's yeah, it's not even a hedgehog. So, God, they're just, they're it just became its own thing. It, Sonic really just mutated into its own fucking thing here. It really did. So, yeah, that's the games I've been playing. How about you, Bren? Are you staying busy during quarantine? I know you wrapped up the XCOM franchise, so to speak. Yeah, I finished uh, Chimera Squad. I think I talked about that last time. It's It's been a haze. Um, yeah, I talked about uh, Hands of Fate 2. Uh, I still really enjoy that game. I, I can't. I don't remember any of the cards, so I don't. I think, <laughs> I think if I go back to it, I'm going to just have to start fresh because... You've really got to know what cards you're putting in your deck to really win some of those. Especially now that I'm in the late game of it is when yeah. I stopped. So it's kind of like I need to know my shit to go in for the last like four whatever stages. Um, but it is just so cool and unique of a game. Um, but yeah, the only thing I've really been playing yeah, game of Hades every now and then just to yeah kill time and you know listen to a podcast because it's a roguelike. Yeah. Um, but uh only thing I've really been playing is uh, Yakuza 0. I finally started that up after talking about it for so long. Oh, nice. Yeah, let me see. I got probably a good, I'm going to say uh, 20 hours maybe? Let me check. Uh, 15 hours. So I got about 15 hours into that. Damn. Um, yeah, it's. I, I saw so much of it. I've seen people play it. I haven't watched like any full Let's Plays of it or streams, but I've just seen so much of it because it was so popular at the time. Uh, also a Sega property. Um, and it's... It, there's a lot <laughs> to it. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, you play as a Yakuza member. Um, this is a prequel. The original Yakuza was set in like 93 or something when it came out. This is set in like 
eighty four or five, something like that. Um, so it's a prequel to the whole franchise. So okay. this is this is actually a great place for people to start. Yeah, because it's just it's the beginning. It's where I'm starting. Um, if I continue this franchise, that is. Um, but so the big appeal is apparently in the Yakuza games you have two primary characters or at least one protagonist and another major character. I don't know if he's the antagonist per se, but um, and with Yakuza Zero, you're seeing the origins of them, like where they started out. Cool. Um, so both characters are 20 and 24, and if you see a picture of them, they fucking don't look like that. Uh, I just I just accept that Japan no longer has a concept of age because <laughs> these people are not twenty and twenty four. Um, but yeah, so you see you see what leads them up to this point, and then there's like a time skip into the next game, and then he you know the characters like thirty something, and like I guess in their Yakuza prime of their Yakuza careers, I guess you could say. Okay. Uh, so this is supposed to be a big reveal, of like oh, that's what they used to be like. Um, but anyone who doesn't know that, it's just a good starting point. Right. Um, and in Yakuza Zero, you play as both of them. You switch between them. Like, two chapters as Kiryu, who's kind of the straight-laced, uh, very, very honorable, very... almost naive to a point. He's a himbo. He's a big, strong, handsome man who's pretty dumb at times. Um, <laughs> but he, he, he lives, lives his life by his honor. Uh, okay. And uh, a Yakuza member ran an orphanage that him and his, like, uh, um, sworn brother... Like, we're racing, and they wanted to be Yakuza like him to pay him back, and that's why he's doing it. So even his reason for joining the Yakuza is honorable, and it's to pay back the father figure in his life. Um, and uh, the other character you play is is Giro Majima, and he's a uh, ponytail, eye patch, really uh, intimidating-looking guy, and always in a suit. And, um, it's kind of his origin story of, like, by the end of it, it's... You know, not a spoiler because there's like five other games after this, and if you haven't gotten into it at this point, you probably won't. Um, right. But he like cuts his hair and he kind of becomes this very eccentric, very deranged sort of character where he's just unpredictable as hell, and it's just like this guy's nuts. But when you start Yakuza Zero, he's very straight laced. Like I want to get back into the Yakuza and like earn my place again and like redeem myself. So it's like, oh, what happened? You know, between these two points, where did he? How did he get here? Yeah. Sort of origin story. Um, and it it's fun. I, I I feel bad talking any saying anything bad about it because it's gotten so much praise and the reviews for it are so good and like everyone seems to love the, these games. Um, so much so that Zero did so well. They remastered uh one, two, and I think three so far. Um, so if you hear about Yakuza Zero, Yakuza Kiwami is a remaster of Yakuza One, and then Yakuza Kiwami Two is a remaster of Yakuza Two. Okay. And so on. So it's doing so well that they're actually using this this game engine to remake all the other Yakuza games because they're from like the nineties. Yeah. So it's this franchise was like I heard saw a video of saying like this was created by one guy and he staked everything on it. Like he mortgaged his house and stuff just to fund the game and like it wasn't Damn. doing great, but he forced his way through it and then like by Yakuza three it picked up and now it's like Sega's best selling thing because Sonic's not doing that great anymore. Yeah. Um, but it's probably like Sega's best-selling franchise right now. And, um, yeah, the games are fun. I'd say probably the first three hours of the game, I'm going to say a good 75% of that is just various cutscenes. So uh, th- this is just borderline a movie. Yeah, I was going to say, movie. grab the popcorn. Yeah, this is some Metal Gear Solid level. Like, here, let me put a save point in the middle of this cutscene. It's so goddamn long. Because um, it's it, there's... The cinematic pre-rendered cutscenes that you know look like a movie, hyper detail and stuff, and then there's just the game, like the um, gameplay models and stuff moving around, but you don't have control over them. Cutscenes, and then there's this kind of like visual novel style where they're like, it's all very uh, stylized and um, like painted almost, where they all look two D, and then um, it focuses on them and like a little text box that pops up for when they're talking, but their mouth doesn't move, like their body only reacts like to a blink or like, you know, they have some sort of idle animation or something. So it's cool that they have these different iterations to show it, but switching between different cutscenes is still a cutscene. So like, I'm still not doing anything. Right. So that's why so much of the beginning is just these long cutscenes and they're changing up the style, but I'm, I still, I'm not playing it. Um, and then when I actually start playing it, there's so many fucking mini games and like little side quests. So many, 
Um, so you're just running around a small portion of the city. It's not like Grand Theft Auto. It's not the whole city. It's just a small area, which is actually better because you can just condense it and just fill it to the brim with stuff. Yeah. Instead of having just these drawn out areas where like this area sucks and I never go here. Um, so you, there's so much detail. You go into a convenience store to buy, you know, food to replenish your health. You can buy various foods. You can buy various drinks. You can buy various alcohols. Like they all, you know, heal your health and like, the booze will give you a drunk status and stuff. But there's so many different kinds of food. And then you can walk over to the magazine rack and look at a bunch of magazines. And it'll give you a little description of all these magazines, like the Shonen Jump. Oh, Shonen Jump's a Japanese manga series for comics aimed at, you know, boys between 8 and, you know, 17 and stuff. Like, it's, everything's this detailed. Every aspect. You go into a, like, convenient, or a pharmacy, and, like, there's all the drugs on the shelves and stuff. Like, those are real or intended to look real. And, like, it's insane how detailed this, the whole area is. That sounds it, yeah. You go into a restaurant, and it's like, oh, all the food pretty much heals you the same amount, like, in a restaurant. Um, so, But, like, some of them are varying prices. So, like, some is, like, 1,000 yen. Some is, like, 35,000 yen. It's like, well, it heals me the same. Why would I? What's the point? It, well, and, if it's your usual. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's like, oh, I always get this. But, like, so mechanic-wise, it's like, oh, there's no benefit for going for the expensive stuff. But then there's like this weird RP element, like a role playing element where it's like, well, yes, you know, I don't want to get the same thing every day. So it's like, it's like, let me change it up and get the sashimi instead of the yellowtail sushi or something like that. Like, have a taste of that bougie life. <laughs> yeah. Mechanically, they do the exact same thing. One's just more expensive and it, you don't even see the food when he eats it. You get a shot from behind as he's eating. So it's just a picture on the menu. Oh. So like, it's like kind of weird. I'm like, why? is this and it's just to flush it out it's just yeah. so much more detail that makes sense one side quest i have is like you gain rapport and friendship with certain characters certain npcs and one of them's uh restaurant owner and you have to order everything on the menu to finish his quest so like <laughs> that's one of the elements of it okay um, and then you're just running around and it's like a little girl like hey i want these dolls from this crane machine but i can't go in and get them myself it's like all right you help her out you do it a few times and then you find out her mom's being extorted by you know thugs so you save her mom and stuff. And there's just so many to the point where like you're going somewhere for your main quest. You'll be pulled into three other side quests along the way. Yep. Like there's just so much shit. And then a lot of them tie into the minigame stuff. So there's an arcade. There's, um, you know, underground fight rings. There's um, like uh, RC cars. You can like build a small RC car and race it at a track. Um, what? Yeah, there's so much stuff to do in this game and all right one question is there fishing i think so but i don't think i've gotten there yet dude that's insane i was just like teasing you because i didn't think it would be in the game but that's amazing if it is there's so much (laughs) there's so much um like i said i'm 15 hours into it but there's so much i think i'm like (laughs) i i went to the arcade i did all the crane machine stuff and then it wasn't for like another seven hours. I had a mission saying like, "Oh, let me teach you how to do the crane machine." It's like I already did. I already know, baby. Like I'm way ahead of you because there's it just pulls you in. Um, there's uh, different forms of entertainment. There's karaoke, which is really fun because about halfway through some of the songs, the character breaks into like a music video and it gets like super stylized and just over the top. And it's really silly, um, but they have the actual voice actor singing it, which is great. Um, there's um just porn you just go to a softcore porn oh, place Jesus and watch, Christ. Like, you just watch a softcore pornography video and it, you know it's it's an m-rated game but it's nothing there's no nudity so um but like it's crazy uh Wait, i spent how is there no nudity in the porn it's softcore they're all wearing bathing suits okay so but like it's it's very much like it's it's set in the 80s so it's not like the age of the internet porn so you see the main character go in, sit down in a isolated room with just a TV, uh, an ashtray, and a box of tissues. God so, damn it! Yeah, it's very much like, hey, he's going in here to jerk off. Um, I spent like t- an hour and a half today just playing mahjong, trying to figure out how the fuck that works because I don't know how. Uh, me um, neither. So like, uh, and just pl- like, <laughs> I tried playing mahjong and I played trying I tried playing shogi, which is like Japanese chess. And it, it tells you the rules. Like, it has a little rule book. And the shogi was, like, 34 pages. Like, it's a little Damn. text box. And there's, like, 34 pages. And then there's, like, a whole other book talking about just strategy. Of, like, oh, you can do this and this. I'm like, I can't. No. I can't do yeah. this. Like, this is too much. 
But it's it's this weird element of like role play where it's like if you want Kiryu to be playing chess all the goddamn time, here's that option. You can do that. Or if you just want to play chess all the time, here right. you go. Um, I had a friend who played uh, Uncharted 2. He never played the campaign mode. He knew nothing about the story mode. He only played the multiplayer. So I'm sure there's similar people with Yakuza 0 who don't know anything about the story, but they play Mahjong all the goddamn time in there. Yeah, so that's really cool. Or they jerk off all day. Or they, I mean, there's <laughs> better porn. You can find I'm just better kidding. stuff. It's not that titillating. I'm an in-game. <laughs> I mean, hey, it, they want to make uh, Majima happy. He's had a rough life. I get it. Exactly. So it's just there's so much to the point where, like, I'm sick of it. <laughs> the entertainment stuff's, like, fun, and they're minigames, and some will tie into side quests, but there aren't. you don't need to do them. But then the side quests, people start talking to you, and I don't give a shit about this person. It's like, oh, you're fighting with a girlfriend. Let me run and get her or something. Oh, she wants me to do this fetch quest, and then I got that leads to another fetch quest, which leads to a fight. Cool. Mission done. Once I'm done the side mission, there's still like ten minutes of dialogue I have to like go through. I'm just like, I don't, I'm speed like mashing the button, like skipping. I'm like, I don't care, I don't care, I don't care. I'll never see you again. This doesn't matter. But like. Every character you meet has some sob story. Everyone's got this big, like, poetic backstory they have to tell you about. I'm like, I don't, I don't care. I just do not care. Even the main story, I'm skipping through because I'm like, I, I'm just sick of this. I'm tired of fucking cutscenes and just, you know, two hour long d- conversations. Like, I, I don't care. Yeah, I can definitely see that's like a valid reason to get annoyed with a game. I just, it's funny when there's just like an oversaturation of content that you get like put off by it. I think like a million years ago we had like an episode. It was like, this open world is too open. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) It's it's crazy to think like, uh, you know, the, um, the mystique of stuff of like not having content back in the day where it's like, Oh, I wonder what this character is all about. And people get obsessed about this character who had a backstory, but they had to ditch it last second. But now people are obsessed with that character because he has so little, you know, importance in the game, but his design's really cool. Yeah. Yakuza is like, there's a lot of characters. There's too many. I'm jaded now and I don't give a shit about any of them. Like they can all fuck off right. because it's pretty formulaic of like, it changes up a bit with the side quest. Like, Oh, you gotta do this or you gotta do this or you gotta go bowling and something. I think at one point I can bowl against a chicken. I don't know. I've seen that. So hell yeah. Oh man. Uh, now I'm interested. <laughs> so like, there's a lot of stuff, but it's pretty much like fetch quest, fetch quest, and then fight people. Like, to the point where you're walking around the city, people, three guys will just run up to you all the time and just start challenging you to fights. Like, it just happens all the time. Or you'll find someone being, like, pickpocketed or, like, jumped by gang members, and you just fight them. And all the side quests seem to end up in a fight, no matter what happens. So they have these weird, like, moments where it's like, oh, Majima's, like, has a soft side at times. Like, is noble and honorable. It's like, in the end of the day, you just solve your answer by beating the shit out of people. Yeah. So, like... You can have the story be like, oh, I, I helped save this little girl's mom from, like, being extorted by gang members or whatever. It's like, cool. I just pile drive this guy's skull into the concrete ground. He should be <laughs> dead. This guy should be on the ground, like, comatose. Um, so the fighting can get fun. And you have different styles. You have, as far as I can tell, you have three different styles. Or at least at the point I'm at. Um, and you can upgrade different skills in those three different styles to change them up a bit. And then you have weapons. You can grab any weapon nearby or you can buy weapons and fight with them. Yeah. Um, but it gets it gets kind of repetitive. Like I'm doing the same combo over and over again because yeah. it works. Why would I do anything else? I, t- I talked about this with like XCOM Chimera Squad. Like I figured out what works. I'm going to run with it. I have no incentive to change things up. Yeah, I play very similarly. Because all the enemies are just goons. And uh, there's a few bosses I've fought so far, like Yakuza bosses, and they're tough. And those you have to put effort into. Like, I've lost plenty of fights already. But, like, all just the no-name thugs that are riddling the streets and, like, all the side quests are just, you know, cannon fodder. So yeah. I'm just, like, I'm just going to mash my way through and just rack up a bunch of money. Um, and then every now and then you'll run into a guy named Mr. Shakedown, who's just this eight-foot-tall giant who just beats the hell out of you and takes all your money. So like, Mr. Shakedown? Fuck, yeah. that sounds terrifying. And, like, he's a giant. And I think there's two of them for each character. But, like, it's the same thing. It takes three shots from either of them to, like, kill you instantly. So it's just, like, they tell you, like, the best strategy for fighting Mr. Shakedown is just running away when you see him. Like, just don't bother. Because he'll take all of your money. It's like, that's not fun. <laughs> Can't you, like, the- befriend Mr. Shakedown? No. 
You just beat oh, him. God like, damn it. The goal is to get good enough and to upgrade your skills enough where you can actually fight him. But like like I said, it's just three shots and you're down. So it's it's just like Dark Souls where you just have to evade and evade and evade. And if you get hit once, you're out. Damn. Um, so there's just like it's it's tough because like I am enjoying it and I clearly see the work that goes into it. But like the combat's getting kind of repetitive. Um and then there's just so much I don't care. Like I've skipped through most of the side quest dialogue because I I it doesn't matter. I'll never see these people again. So it's just like they are great games. They're on sale all the time. So like if you don't want to pay sixty dollars, you can find it for real cheap, real easy. And there's sure. plenty of, there's plenty of them. They're remaking them and stuff in the new engine. Yeah. Um, so it's fun, but like like I said, the, the, some of these cutscenes are just way too long. <laughs> like I get yeah. it. like the nobility of like the yakuza and like. Right now, I'm doing a quest with Majima where it's like, oh, you have to kill this guy to get back in the Yakuza's good graces to like come back. And he's like, kill someone? I can't. I can't kill somebody. <laughs> it's like, I just pile drive some dude's head into the ground and then stabbed his buddy with a lightsaber. Like, you've killed people. Yeah. Like, it gets this weird, like, honor among thieves where, like, oh, I can steal stuff. I can take someone's medicine away so they'll die a horrible death of some disease. Or I can, like drain an entire business of all their money and funnel it into, you know, embezzle it into somewhere else uh, so that their whole family uh, goes poor and starves to death. But I can't stab somebody. Yeah, I was going to say, once I become, I cross the line of being an assassin, I draw the line. Yeah, it's like Batman Arkham Knight where he's driving around the Batmobile, like running over criminals in this full-on tank going 120 miles per hour. And he's like... I don't kill them. There's a taser grid around the Batmobile <laughs> that stuns them. It's like, yo, you snapped the dude's leg in half. Yeah. He, that leg's gone. That's not, like, repairable. That's amputated. Like, I, why is this this weird arbitrary line of, like, that's murdered, though? It's like, because in Yakuza, it's got a gore setting for normal or, like, toned down gore. Because anytime you hit somebody, blood just sprays out of their face. So it's like... And, like, some of the weapons you have are just knives and swords and, like, guns. Like, yep. it's it's weird when just a random goon on the street has a gun and shoots me. And then halfway through the game, there's this big plot element of, like, oh, someone in Japan has a gun. But that's illegal. <laughs> you can't have guns. Like, I met four people on the way here that have gu- What are you? What? Right. So it's just, like, kind of weird. Or, like, like being in the, the Yakuza or just a gang in general. It's, like, that's not that unheard of. Yeah, so it's just like, it blows my mind when they're like, but murder's wrong. It's like, this game started off with a murder. What are you talking about? So there's just weird moments like that. But that's, I have that problem with any story or any game with like, focus on the, like a crime den or, you know, criminal organization. They're like, oh, we still have to have that. They're criminals, but they have to have a moral compass. And there has to be a, a line in ethics they draw where they won't cross that. But they'll do everything else. Yeah. So, like, do you want to be in Yakuza because you think it's admirable and you're going to be a human trafficker, which is irredeemable as shit? Yeah. You're not a murderer. Heaven forbid you murder anyone. Like, where, why? Why is that the line you're, so, um, so I am having fun. It's, it's almost impossible to play without a controller. So I had to whip out my PS3 controller and it's the wires loose. Um, Uh, Okay. Another weird complaint to quit the game, you have to go to the menu, go down to the settings, Go into the return to title setting. Uh, it'll say, are you sure you want to quit? Yes. Uh, anything you didn't save, like any unsaved data, it's going to be lost. Are you sure you want to quit? Yes. Goes back to the publisher screen of Sega, which is very loud because it was for a console. It's not for, it was ported to computer. So that Wait, so it game. actually does like the Sega. No, it just, it's the Sega, but it just does a ding, but it's a very okay. loud ding um, because it wasn't made for headphone users. Um, so you, so you want to quit the game, go to menu, go to settings. Return to title. Yes, yes. Sega publisher. Um, it, it gives you a prompt saying, like, real Yakuza play, play with a gamepad. Because they didn't make it correctly and it didn't port well. Right. Um, then it does the opening cinematic. And then it goes to the Yakuza title screen. And then when you go into that, then you have to hit Y or you know, triangle, whatever controller you're using. Uh, and then you have to get hit, it goes, uh, do you want to quit this game? Yes. So there's oh just God. a lot of menus to go through before I actually can just quit the game. That's actually frustrating and insane. It, it, it It's reminiscent of like when I'm talking to fucking Blathers and Animal Crossing. Yeah. I'll accidentally be like, 
oh, I'm making a donation when I wanted him to assess fossils, and he'll go through this whole, like, elaborate, whole like, speech. blah, 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 and I'm smashing A, and then he'll finally be done, and after he's done, instead of him just being like, oh, like, did you mean this, or, like, you continue the conversation with him, it's just like, it ends, and then you have to start a whole new conversation with him, and it's just like, there's certain little things there that I'm positive they could have optimized before launching but i have a feeling like will they do that in future updates or is it just so unnecessary to them like or unimportant to them because a lot of people are complaining about it though there's like a lot of instances where it's just like a shitload of clicks to accomplish something so simple yeah there's definitely like quality of life stuff that you can like streamline and like that's what updates are for like patches and stuff yeah Um, there's the notorious uh owl and uh grana time where it's like, blah, 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 blah. Uh, did you get all that? Did you need to, uh, do you want me to repeat all that? And um, if you just hit A while he's talking, it doesn't do anything. But if you hit B, it speeds up and you're able to skip the dialogue yeah. faster. Love um, that. But, but if you go to that option where he's like, do you need me to repeat something? It's automatically, it starts on no. Because if you, you hit B. It, uh, well, it starts on no by default. And then you're hitting oh. B to match through the dialogue. And yeah. then when you hit B, it goes to yes. So then he'll repeat it all over again. <laughs> same, with, same with like Nurse Joy in the Pokemon Center, wherever you heal. Yeah. And it's just like those massive streams of dialogue where you're just mashing your way through and then it defaults on like the wrong option and you're yep. not paying attention and it just does it all over. So is it a small complaint? Sure. Is it a valid complaint? Yes. Like it's still a complaint. So, yeah. like, even just quitting versus uh, XCOM, where I can go to the menu and I, like, save my game, and it's, like, return to the title screen, quit right to desktop, like, hey, we're, we're done, it's over, you know, it takes two seconds. You know, you can make the argument XCOM was made for computers, uh, Yakuza 0 wasn't, it was ported into computers later, like, I get that, it's still a pain in the ass, though. Like, if you're going to yep. port it over, maybe, you know, focus on that, too. So, uh, I am having fun with Yakuza. It, from what I can tell, this franchise is not going to grip me because I'm already kind of annoyed with a lot of stuff in it. Yeah. Um, so uh, I definitely see the appeal. It's not for me, though. I'm not. I got so many games. I want to play them. I want to get the story most of all. And I want to move on to the next one. I don't want to be trapped in a Mahjong parlor for the next 30 years. Because yeah. I might. Mahjong is fun, even if I don't fully understand what's happening. But the, just don't write yeah. it off until you unlock fishing if that's real <laughs> i i got a fishing rod but i don't know if that's like an item to fish with or an item to fight with because oh, you can fight damn. with anything one uh one of the fighting styles for kiryu is called b style and the main appeal of that is like your default punch is literally just grabs anything around you and you can use it as a weapon so like a trash can a cinder block a bicycle like you know whatever so you can just fight with anything. Nice. Yeah. So, like, I see the appeal of these games. There is so much. Like, no one can deny the effort they put into this game and, like, how the work that all the teams put in. But, like, I don't need everyone's fucking sob story. Like, yeah. It's the 80s in Japan. There's trash riddled on the streets. There's a bunch of homeless people. Yakuza's everywhere. I'm one of them. Like, I get it. Everyone's in a shitty situation right now. I don't need... Five minutes of like cutscene for every NPC I talk to. I think if I were playing, I would probably be in the same boat as you, but I do find it admirable how much they fleshed everything out. Like for those people that do want to really immerse yeah. themselves and get lost in it, like that option's there. Yeah, if you want that option, there's a world to be sucked into. Same with like Witcher. Like Witcher sucked me in because it was all different. This is yep. just like Japan in the 80s. It's like, oh, Technology kind of sucks more than, it, than what I am now. <laughs> um, and so, like, I can see the appeal of it, but it's not hooking me. Um, but it's, like, all the books in Skyrim, you know. Exactly. Talked, we talked about Unraveled before. Uh, Whitney told us about that, where uh, Brian David Gilbert, like, read every book in Skyrim. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I made a video, like, to tell you, is it worth reading all the books in Skyrim? No. Fucking nope. no. Like, there's a lot of bad ones. It's, like, it's admirable what the teams did it to flush out that world. Big respect for that. I'm not doing it. I'm You're not, not going to find, like, an original, like, uh, To Kill a Mockingbird in there that, like, no one's ever read before. <laughs> yeah, like, and it's, you know, in the, his video he says, like, oh, some of these do some interesting stuff. It ties in other worlds, or it's done from a first-person perspective, or it's it's a book written for people who are illiterate, so you need someone to read it to them. But, you know, it's it's told that way. But, like, 
there's still so much and like that it's not for me even witcher that fully hooked me in i didn't read everything i didn't you know or mass effect i didn't read every codex entry like i right cool that it's there i'll google it you know if i need something specific instead of hunting down in game what it is but like good god there's a lot (laughs) absolutely so. But, yeah, I'm glad to hear you're playing that, and that sounds like a fun one. Although, yeah, I'm not sure if we'll be hearing more about you playing the future games. I'm interested to see if you'll uh, end up playing the sequels. I, I doubt it just because the main story is not hooking me because I'm hung up on that, like, weird arbitrary code of ethics in the Yakuza. Like, um, and there's just, like, it, the story's fine, but it's not hooking me. I'm not compelled. I'm like, I gotta find out what happens to Kiryu. It's like... I kind of know, like, because I've seen so much, it, I kind of know what happens. Yeah. So, like, I'm not in it for the story. So That makes sense. In it the for the st- beat-em-ups. Yeah, the, fight, the fights can be fun sometimes, too. Like, it gets really silly and, like, over the top. The There's, like, a finisher move uh, that you can do that's just absolutely insane. But, like I said, one of the finisher moves is you snap a dude's neck. But all of a sudden, that guy has a moral dilemma about killing people. So, yeah, <laughs> right. I, all right, whatever. <laughs> So that's those, bizarre i got like i always yell at people about suspension of disbelief of like yeah it's fantasy just fucking go with it man but then there's like weird hang-ups i can't look past and like this is just one of them so am i a hypocrite for that yeah but like, who isn't <laughs> yeah fuck it um but that's probably gonna do it for a gaming discussion uh is there anything going on in the show topics not really i mean uh it's not pandemic is kind of ending it's not though it's just people are going back to work yeah that's so. more accurate Stuff's still being canceled left and right with good reason, but yeah, there's not like big releases and stuff because stuff's not happening. There's no conventions and stuff, so uh, yeah, big news-wise. One, one thing that is topical, though, that I saw is that Pokemon donated $200,000 to Black Lives Matter and NAACP, so that, if you need a reason to love Pokemon anymore, there you go. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, cool seeing companies are doing that. I saw Lego is did a huge donation and is matching any of their employees' donations and uh, actually took some of the more uh, problematic Lego sets off the shelves. Yeah, uh, I saw that too. That was really cool. Uh, ben and Jerry, like a lot of the companies are doing stuff. It's, it happens every year with uh, Pride Month, which is also happening right now. Um, companies will release a statement because it's trendy and they get good PR because it's like, hey, oh, look yeah, at, look at Wendy's releasing, a, you know, a Pride Month, you know, picture or something. And then the CEO is donating to like Mike Pence, who's a huge. That's fan. exactly what I was so, going to say. Yep. So a lot of it's just PR and fluff and they don't actually do anything. It's just, it's very easy to just make a graphic and put it online and get some, you know, free social uh, media publicity. Um, but then, yeah, companies like uh, Pokemon uh, will do stuff like this in Lego. Um Ben and Jerry's released a statement about the Black Lives Matter, like, protests, and they went fucking hard of, like, we will not tolerate white supremacy. Yeah, no, they were awesome. (laughs) And it's, like, they went, but, I mean, then again, Ben and Jerry's were, it's pretty much founded by, like, two hippies. So, like, they've always been very progressive and, like, and very involved in social projects and stuff and movements and stuff, like, since day one. So, like, that wasn't surprised. I was more surprised how hard they went in their uh, message, Uh, but I wasn't surprised where they stood. Um, so that's great to see. Um, on a oh, similar, same, yeah, <laughs> same with Sony is what I wanted to say. Uh, yeah, uh, the tweet somebody uh, hashtagged an "All Lives Matter," which is like in right now. Are you kidding me? And then Sony replied like, "All lives will not matter until Black Lives Matter." So it's like they're clearly taking a stance. And then another, just like nobody replied. They were like, "Sorry, no, LMAO. Uh, we get that you don't want your shit destroyed. This doesn't matter. None of the people destroying things are going to see this and spare you. They just want to steal and destroy things. And Sony's just like, our products can be replaced. Can lives. And I've, a lot of uh, companies and uh, corporations are kind of taking that attitude. And it makes a lot of sense. It's like, yeah, what what the fuck does it matter if uh, some looting happens? It's like, it's for a, a, a good cause. It's a good uh, stance to take and a good uh, view to have because it's the correct one. Um, but yeah, I mean that guy that rep- uh, that responded to Sony is a has an NPC image, which is a right token, um, uh, right wing extremist uh, yeah. meme like Peppy the Frog got corrupted with. Um, well, that yeah. blows my mind because I loved that little guy before that all occurred. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean the co- the guy who created it is like it, they've ruined my baby, like they've they've corrupted my child. Oh yeah, he's got he, he, He's had to devastated. distance himself entirely because he's like I can't do anything. Like even when I denounce it, they keep using it. 
Um, but yeah, Sony even said uh, they decided they were going to do a, a press release and like uh, you know video screening and showing of uh, the PlayStation Five, like yeah. preparing that. And they're like, "Hey, um, shit's fucked right now, and until it's unfucked, we're not going to do anything." Yeah, so, they had so a someone statement. Basically, someone basically tweeted out and like replied to that, being like, uh, "PlayStation says stop being racist, or you're not getting a PS5." And it's like, "Yeah, kinda." Like that's that's kind of what they took with it. Yeah, for sure. They basically were like, while we understand gamers worldwide are excited to see PS5 games, we do not feel that right now is a time for celebration, and for now, we want to stand back and allow for more important voices to be heard. And it's like, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, but also remember with this, a lot of these are corporations. Publicity, PR. Yeah, you're right. That's what I mean. There's a term for propaganda. So there's plenty of companies like, I don't know, let's say Activision and Blizzard. Who say we stand with the Black Lives Matter protest and everything that they represent? It's like cool. Did you really forget last year that you yeah chose to uh, go against Hong Kong and that one guy said when he won Hearthstone he stands with Hong Kong that you immediately took away his prize money, his championship, and fired the two casters that were with him on stage because we no one else has forgotten this. No, but it's Blizzard using this as a chance to try and get good PR of like, hey, look at us. And that's one of my favorite things about this is seeing the blowback of all these companies who say like, oh, we stand uh, with Black Lives Matter. And it's like, oh, well, here's a bunch of racist shit you do and continue to do. <laughs> yeah, or, and people yeah. dragging them through the fucking mud like they should. Yeah, so, absolutely. There's a lot of companies I was surprised to see get called out. And I'm glad they are because I didn't know this stuff about them. And there's a lot of companies I'm not surprised by. And they will continue to not surprise me because they are shit companies. Yeah. So, um, hopefully we'll see a lot of blowback with that. Um, along For with sure. that, there is a bundle by itch.io. We've talked about plenty of times and gotten yeah. a lot of good games from. They're doing a bundle for ra- uh, racial justice and equality. Oh, cool. And it's a bundle that's $5. And you for $5, you can buy 742 items. What the hell? This varies from games to just neat little software. We talked about that uh, desktop goose program yes. where like a little goose will run around and like steal your mouse and stuff and like mess with your icons um to pdfs for tabletop games to like full-fledged games to just in development games to just really cool demos there's a fucking lot of them um even just to name a few there's oxen free and one shot which are some of my favorite games of all time i've talked about how great they are so those alone are worth five dollars yeah uh, but then there's like super hexagon and uh, minute and like all these other games. Night into the Woods. We've talked about that before. Yeah. So there's plenty, plenty of stuff in here that's well worth five dollars and it's for a good cause. So if that you just really want is a shitload of stuff, go for it. Definitely. No, I'm glad you brought that one up. That's an that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, and let's see. Was there something else? Uh, some more rumors about Bloodborne being remastered for PC and PS5. Nothing. Nothing concrete, but. Yeah, it does think, seem to be rumored more, though, so I think people are all getting hype about it. I think it's gaining traction. I, I think it's pretty much confirmed because Bloodborne was so popular and it was only on PS4. Um, right. And it did so well. But so, like, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised because they've remastered the Dark Souls before. So that wouldn't be surprising. Um, I'm, I'm more curious of how, like, with Yakuza, how well the port will be. But considering, yeah. considering from software has had all the Dark Souls games. I believe up to this point on PC, I don't think it'll be a problem. So. Yeah. Very cool. Well, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, let's wrap it up and do some plugs. Uh, where can our listeners find you and your other podcasts on the internet? You can find me at ABTS Brendan on Twitter. Um, speaking along the lines of all the Black Lives Movement protests and all of this uh, fun stuff going on. Uh, yeah. Are we there yet? My anime podcast. We're actually going to go on hiatus for a bit until... This stuff calms down because, I'm going to be real with you, it's kind of hard to be wacky and weeby about dumb anime when so much shit's going on. I'll be honest, Brent, I'm surprised we've made it through this because I thought our show would do this. A lot of shows are doing the same thing, and I feel like we might get on that uh, bandwagon, so to speak, because it does allow other people, like, there's a lot more important shit going on than our dumb show. Uh, But that's what I mean. I I don't know. It's... It seems like something we might consider in the future as well for ABTS, but uh, hopefully we'll give you a heads up, listener. Yeah, so we just decided to do it this coming week is going to be our first week we're doing this. So we've decided on that and um, 
one of the shows we've had backlogged was the Ghost in the Shell movie. We watched with the voice of Comstock from Bioshock Infinite. Um, Hell yeah. Good movie. Beautiful movie. It's fantastic. I loved every minute about it. It's about cops, and we're not really thrilled about them right uh, now. Oh, yeah, so that's we're true. We're going to yeah. hold back. Um, so, yeah, we're going to go on hiatus for a bit. So, anyone who is a listener, was a listener, wanted to be a listener, we got like a backlog of like 80 episodes. There's there's plenty of other shit to listen to or listen to some other uh, anime podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, speaking of other anime podcasts, we had Kame House Party on a, our show at one point, and I think Brent and I are going to be guesting on an episode soon, so look forward to that. We'll plug that officially once it's out. Um, and that's the thing, I never, I don't even think since like the first time we previewed the new music have I plugged the people that do our intros and outros, <laughs> and I need to, because they're all a bunch of good people and an incredible band. Uh, they're called Kinda Alright. Uh, just head over to kindaallright.bandcamp.com if you want to check out their music. One of my favorite bands ever, the best people in the world. Um, and I have a record label, it's mistoutrecords.com. Uh, check out what vinyl and cassettes are available there. Did get some international uh, vinyl releases in the mail recently despite all of the pandemic stuff so i'm excited to offer some new stuff um and that's the thing i want to use my platform to do some donating and i'm still kind of like trying to figure out what i want to do but that's another thing i feel like your best bet is to just go to those organization resources to donate directly so i don't really need the yeah buy my tapes in order for this to get donated it's like just go donate direct directly people i think that's your best bet but um that's probably going to do it for this week. We will be back next week. See you guys then. See ya. Be safe.